You're listening to Spartan Up Podcast. We're going to interview somebody every week from all over the world and see what they did in their life to become successful, no matter how they defined it. All right, SpartanUpPodcast.com. Johnny Waite, the uh, the doctor, the uh, honorary doctor. Joe DeSena with uh, no with nickname. Spartan. With Spartan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, Colonel Nye, Tim Nye, a wonderful and brilliant from man. The, from the U.S. military. Very from nice. the U.S. military. Very nice. Well, where else would there be colonels? <laughs> there are colonels in other military. Popcorn. Popcorn. That's <laughs> So for this episode, we are going back over to our beautiful redheaded sister on the other side of the ocean, Dell, and she met with Chris Halanga. And if you guys are listening to the audio version, this might be a good one to uh, check out the video because we just witnessed our first booby burpees, which are really impressive. Um, and hilarious. The burpees or the <laughs> Well, you'll have to go check it out. But um no, but so all right, Chris Alanga, twenty three years old, she's tackling a really serious topic and uh, you know, it's something that we've I've dealt with in um in my in my close family and relations and um you know I think I think it's a great one. So let's let's watch. We are here in Soho Square in London and we're sitting to meet Chris Hilandra, who is the CEO for her own charity. Let's listen to her story. Chris, thank you for speaking to us. Hi, hello. Hello. So you've got a charity called Copperfield. Can you tell us something about that? Um, yeah. It's a charity I started five and a half years ago after I was diagnosed with breast cancer um, at the age of 23. Um, I had been ignoring symptoms in my boobs for ages and I went to my GP and they said I was too young for the disease. So ultimately it was diagnosed late and I was told it can't be cured because it had already spread to my spine. Um, so it was five and a half years ago. I'm still here, but unfortunately, I'm still living with this disease when it could have been caught early. And so the idea of Copperfield came about straight away, just after I was diagnosed, when I realized, actually, why isn't it young people are checking their boobs? Why is it we don't realize that we can get it at a young age? And why, aren't, why, aren't we, why haven't we got really good, healthy relationships with our breasts? Because a lot of people don't. And, and so that's why we started talking about boobs. And, and getting people to think about their boobs and touch their boobs, mm-hmm. and that's why Copperfield was born. How easy is it? With I mean, did you have any knowledge of business to set up a charity this size and this successful? Um, no, <laughs> I got like a D in business studies at A levels. Um, no, it was. It's not. It, I don't know if business uh, skills come into play here. It's it's about. A passion within me to actually change something that was wrong in this country that we weren't educating young people um, obviously with my own experience I knew that something had to change um, and I, I knew enough people who could help me make a change um, and that was enough that is enough um, and I've, I've learned a lot along the way and I'm still learning so much every day what are the most important lessons do you think you've learned god that's a tough one that um, you never know who you're speaking to you never know how helpful someone can be until you open up a conversation with someone um, I think living in London particularly we're so closed um, we don't really speak to people on the underground and, and there's actually amazing people out there with amazing stories to tell um, you know, if I had not come forward and said, this is my story, this is what's happened to me in my, and I'm, I'm living with this disease, then we couldn't have helped all these people that we've already helped. And, um, and I'm so proud of the girls that do that too. So we've got a group of boobettes who 
go around the country and spread the word as well and tell people about their own stories. Um, and that's really, really cool to spread what's happened to you, not let it consume you, but actually make it into something really good that can help others. Absolutely. Because, I mean, 22, to be given a diagnosis like that is... It would sink most people's battleships, to be fair. You know, a lot of people would just be stumped. How did you find it inside yourself just to sort of go on and do, you know, to get over that obstacle to really achieve the way you've done? Um, so many people ask me that. So many people say, why didn't you just drink yourself stupid or sit in the corner and feel sorry for yourself? But that wasn't, it wasn't how I wanted to deal with it. Um, I guess it's not, it's not until something really crappy happens to you that you realise what you're made of. And it turns out I'm obviously made of strong stuff and it was my time to actually let it show and put it into action. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately it took cancer for that to happen. It shouldn't take cancer for something good to happen, but it did for me. It was my catal catalyst. Yeah, it was, it was the catalyst for me. And, um, and now I get to do really cool stuff and save lives. It's good. You're doing a, a, a fundraiser here today yeah. in Soho Square. What kind of fundraisers have you been doing with your charity? Actually, a lot of the time, it's people doing amazing things for us, just off their own back. Um, you know, there's actually a lot of adventurers who are going around the world or swimming like a thousand miles down the Mississippi and, and you know... <laughs> like, people swimming a thousand miles yes, down the Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, people do crazy things for good causes. And so we don't actually have to do a lot of the things ourselves because we are out there spreading the word we're out there educating people whilst in in the background people are you know busting their gut to make sure that we can keep doing that um and that is awesome and that that stuff gets you out of bed in the morning knowing that people believe in you so much that they will you know put blood sweat and tears into something for you and your charity is like cool amazing and does anything does anything scare you um, what scares me? No, nothing scares me. Um, spiders, no. <laughs> now, I guess what you're referring to is whether or not, you know, when you've, when you've been diagnosed with cancer, that surely has to be the most scary thing. But, um, yeah, yeah, it is. And there's nothing really much more scary than that, being told that you have a disease that you can treat but not cure is scary but um you know five and a half years on um i've somehow learned to deal with it and cope and and actually build a life that i love around it so um i found myself really lucky amazing amazing and tell us about some of the adventures you've got planned for the future um at the moment we're running a campaign called what normal feels like so that comes off the back of finding out after years of standing in fields at festivals or going to schools or universities the chats that we've had with young people about their boobs is always about the size of them which is actually really sad so when you ask a young woman how to describe her boobs she'll say either big or small and that's how you perceive other people to look at your boobs and 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 what they think of them whereas you should know what they feel like like that should be the first thing that comes into your mind so uh, it turns out we're just not touching our boobs enough to actually know that and know the right words to use. I hope you're not sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in.
How have you stayed so fit and healthy and strong through all of this? Um, well, treatments. There are some bloody good cancer treatments these days that are still keeping me here and keeping my cancer stable. I'm very lucky that um, I haven't had, I haven't needed chemotherapy for five years, um, but I'm on constant treatment and I'm every every day I wake up in pain. But um, I try to help myself with good food, gentle exercise. I love Pilates. I'm dabbling in more hardcore exercising because. Recent scans have showed that my cancer is actually really, really stable. And um, I realized that actually helping my body more and making it even stronger and fitter is, is actually helping me deal with cancer a lot more as well. And also working out just obviously all the good endorphins and stuff. It's, it's got to be doing something. There's a reason why I'm still here. And I just want to keep doing good things to my body that will ensure that I stay here. Fantastic, because actually your idea of gentle exercise was a body pump class, I understand. <laughs> yeah, and I'm struggling to move today, <laughs> so maybe that was a little bit extreme for me, but I just want to see how far I can push myself, I really do. Um, I mean, I won't ever be running a marathon because um, I have tumours on my spine and I've had operation on my spine to ensure it doesn't crumble, but it's not wise to be doing that. I don't, I'm not silly, but I, I, I do want to see how far I can push it. I do. So you stay fit. That's part of your obstacle immunity. You're also an identical twin. Yeah, I'm very lucky to be an identical twin. And I get to work with my twin sister, so she runs the charity with me. Um, but the hardest thing about having cancer is actually having her alongside, having to deal with it too. Um, I've always said that uh, when you're a twin, you experience everything with them and um, it's like both of us have cancer. It really is. And I, I don't know how she deals with observing me with it and having to watch me go through it. But likewise for her, she can't understand how I'm dealing with it and how I deal with pain. She's a bit more of a wuss than I am. And when it comes to pain and needles, she can't, she doesn't like needles or hospitals. So Do you, do you like, find you, sh you both share this same incredible positive attitude in life? Um, we do, and we've helped each other get, I, I suppose, uh, manifest that together. Um, I, I don't know how I deal with cancer without her. I really don't. But then I've never known anything different. You know, any if you fall over in the playground at school, you have a twin sister. You know, she's there, and if someone upsets you at school, she's always got your back. And that is something very amazing to have. And um, I'm a little bit sad for anyone that doesn't have a twin <laughs> I don't know how you do it well and amazing, speaking of amazing you've been described as being the most inspirational young CEO of our generation for, for, for women you've also had some recent accolades as well haven't you, can um, you tell us about some of that yeah, um, recently shortlisted as the most admired charity CEO in England at the age of just yeah, 28 yeah. that's cool kudos that's cool. <laughs> um uh, yeah, I'm up against you know big charities, so it's nice for a small charity to have this kind of recognition, um, and yeah, it's it's awesome. It is awesome. Incredible achievement. And so, what does the average day in life of Chris look like? Um, a lot of people think that I just get to hang out with celebrities and get to do like uh, lots of boob chat here. You there get and to everywhere. hang out with Spartan. Up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get to do stuff like this, but really, I spend most of my time just hammering out, hammering away at my laptop and. Um, at, or at meetings and things like that. It's, it's good, it's all good stuff, but it's not as 
glittery as a lot of people perceive it to be. Um, it's hard work, it really is. Um, I mean, I'm at hospital one day every month, so not too bad, but that one day I kind of have to just, I'm really in cancer patient mode and I have to get through that and have my treatments. And luckily it doesn't make me feel too groggy so I can continue the rest of the week as a CEO. Yeah. And if you had a message at Spartan Up, we've got quite a young audience. If you had a message for our young audience about their health and staying positive, staying fit, staying active, what would your main advice be? Um, my main advice would be that you only have one shot at this um, and you have two boobs and they need to be looked after and it's good to start a healthy relationship with them. If you've never touched them before, why not? You know, it's, it's the best thing you could do is getting to know what your boobs, what your body is doing, looking after it, knowing what's going in it, um, and that kind of thing. So just be your own health advocate because no one else is going to be. And if you want to be here for a long time, you've got to, you've got to take responsibility for that. So. You've said that you have days where you wake up in pain, and we all have days where it's hard to get out of bed anyway. Um, what advice do you have for people that are dealing with challenges in their lives? Um, yeah, like you said, everyone deals with shit days, and am I allowed to swear? Am I allowed to swear? You have. Okay, right. Okay, everyone has shit days. Uh, I'm not immune to that. I have days where I can't be bothered. Um, but I've realised that if you can just achieve a little thing that makes you feel like you've done something, then I'm happy. Um, I have to say that a lot of the time when I'm feeling like uh, today, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this today. It's weird, but I get these timely emails from young girls that have said, thank you, because of you, I went to the GP and um, my breast cancer has been diagnosed early. You know, and <laughs> if, nothing, if nothing else, you know, that, that will get you out of bed in the morning. But... Um, but for anyone that is facing a challenge, it's about not being hard on yourself, but doing something little. It's sometimes it's about baby steps, because um, when I've been very sick, um, just knowing that I can, you know, during chemo, for example, um, I really hit a wall with it, and I had so little energy. Every day felt like Groundhog Day. I, going to the toilet was a struggle. But knowing that just a little bit felt better every day, just knowing I could go down the stairs, I could eat lunch without feeling unwell. Little things actually in the end build up to a big thing and then, and then you're good again. So um, I don't know, it's not about putting too much pressure on yourself because I think we have enough pressure in today's world uh, without having to put more pressure on yourself. So. And did you ever, when you were setting all of this up, ever think that you might fail? Um, I think once you've already been diagnosed with <laughs> incurable cancer, there is, I, 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 no, there was no fear of failure because I had nothing to lose. And, and what really, really motivates you? What would make you just leap out of bed and think today starts because of? Um, a good cup of coffee. <laughs> no, what motivates me is, uh, I do like food though, a good breakfast would get me out of bed. Um, but also just knowing that um, we've made a difference in someone's life where we've actually um, planted a seed in someone's mind that checking their boobs could save their life one day. That's cool. That's very cool. That is an amazing, amazing achievement. Absolute pleasure to meet you. So 
we've met the youngest, most amazing CEO you could ever wish to meet, who is actually saving lives through her own learning. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. All right. Uh, wow. Brilliant, brilliant charity. Coppafield.org. Um, you know, have a healthy relationship with your breasts, gentlemen. Yeah, it's... um. Oh, you know what's funny, actually? I would say that I do that whenever I've done push-ups. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean do. Burpees. Kind of because it's sore, but... How, how are you there, Colonel? How are you doing? Uh, I, I you are a I bench press. press uh, yeah, because breasts go up to, like, here, right? My mind sag, is that what you're saying? No, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little confused. But no, that, that, that was a great message, though, about the idea that we aren't necessarily familiar with our own bodies. We see our bodies as, as an object that, that, as somebody else might see it, right? As opposed to knowing and being able to describe how it feels and... And um, it's the best early prevention is to know, to know for yourself, right? Um, but the other thing with this I thought was amazing. She talked about the idea that there are things that people would normally fear. You know, you're going to be a CEO of a major charity at 28. Aren't you terrified about that? She said, well, what is there to be afraid of? Because she's already facing the hardest thing you can face, right? So what did you guys think of that? Yeah, I think uh, it's frame of reference. It's everything we talk about. I think um, if you've had a really cushy situation and everything's been going great in life, when you're presented with something that's terrible, it's tough to deal with. When you uh, deal with something terrible, everything else becomes easier. Sure. Yeah. So I, th I think it's as simple as that. And I think um, it's unfortunate, mm -hmm. right? That like, but for for us that are healthy and happy and everything's going well, we, I think we have to one. we have to put ourselves in. Uh, difficult situations 300 burpees with you this morning ice cold shower with my wife uh, <laughs> what i was gonna say with you but then that would be weird <laughs> checking um so you can put yourself in situations that make the rest of your day or your life easier yeah for sure right. uh, but the other thing that was cool um and i think you and i talked about this a little bit when when she did have to deal with a, a situation like that she found something positive to do with it absolutely yeah yeah i mean it's it's the same old thing i mean you can sit back and you can feel sorry for yourself or you know, you can let life hit you, mm -hmm. or do you, do you get up, stand up, and, and punch face it back, back. or yeah. pivot, right? Or, pivot or, or, or pivot. Uh, you know, whatever term you want to use. But you know, again, here 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 is a young lady uh, who had an entire life in front of her. I'm sure she probably had it laid out mm -hmm. somewhat in her head. Boom, this hits you, and now you're now you're there at that moment. What what am I going to do? How do I take this adversity and turn it into a positive? Turn it into a strength? But it's another person that we're hearing from who is doing it for the, the, the grander good. And I, I've said the that right many reasons. times now. Yeah. But, so it, it affected her personally, but, but, but she's taken her movement much broader than that. And, and, and Johnny, that's something that you always talk about, the pattern interrupt, right? I mean, sure. I mean, I mean just her, her way of going about it and kind of bringing um, humor, yeah. right, to a serious, to a serious topic and, yeah. and having those, those huge, they look like your guys' sandbags you always use, but just... <laughs> But that, that's, that's, that's a great point, though, because if you just walked up to somebody and said, hey, I want to talk to you about breast cancer, and it'd be an odd conversation, right? So she has to do something that, that sort of shocks people out of their normal way of being. It's like there Tony it the Fridge, right? He yep. has this fridge in his back. It creates a conversation about cancer research. Right. Well, any medical issues, at least for me, is always kind of uncomfortable to talk to somebody yeah. else about. I mean, it's, you know, there's something pr pretty, well, I guess we have all these HIPAA rules for a reason, right? I mean, it's, it's very personal. So yeah. when you take a subject like this and try to make it... Uh, try to try to bring it out yeah. you know it makes it can make people uncomfortable i know i was on a bus once we my wife was in a race and it was for breast cancer we got on the you know the bus that takes us to the starting line and little did i know a woman stands up in the front and says okay exactly that we're all going to check ourselves now and i'm sitting <laughs> on a bus primarily women 
and uh, everybody's checking and then she says oh we got some men on here we got to check testicle cancer as well <laughs> stand up in, in, the, in the middle of the aisle how to, and, and, and it's, it's telling us how to do it I'm like, okay you know here we go <laughs> yeah. that's a great story <laughs> no, a I, I got a question uh not that threw me for a loop there uh, <laughs> that was a pattern interrupt um shackleton right you know the story um, he had some men uh, during during that disaster uh, where they were drifting downward. Things were not going well for them, for these particular guys. And so he put them in charge of somebody else, and all of a sudden they're in charge of somebody, and they stand up right, and, and they feel good. We used to do that in adventure racing where if I was exhausted, our team leader would say, hey, Joe, you're in charge of this guy or jump in front, and all of a sudden now you've got energy again. Maybe subconsciously that's what's happening here. Like, hey, I've got a tough situation I'm dealing with, but if I bring it out, uh, to the world, and I do something good with it. Now, all of a sudden, you're you're feeling better about it. Is that well? Y yes and no. I mean, two things. Keep in mind that we're looking at one sample. We're looking at the people who are succeeding, right? So there are people who are out there. They're in that situation, and they don't rise to the occasion, and they feel sorry for themselves, and they end up dying in obscurity, right? As opposed to somebody. So the people we're looking at are the successful ones, but there's a reason they're successful because they're using some of these techniques. That yeah, we're exactly. About. They're taking right. the situation. They may not even know it's a technique. It's just right. their reaction. Right. But for someone who it's their normal, natural reaction, that's great. They're going to have that successful result. What we're trying to do with these podcasts is to distill what those are. So someone who hasn't faced this situation yet, whatever that situation is going to be, when they do, they already know. They already have that advantage of, oh, this is the right way to react. This is the way that's going to bring me the best result. So I'm just really grateful for the people that we get to meet. Um, some of them who've gone through the hardships for us, let's say. And they come out the other end. So here's a woman who she's gone through this really tough situation. She's actually trying to help people to address it and avoid it proactively in advance. I think that's pretty amazing. But you know, the other, the other lesson with this is that somebody who ends up in a terrible situation, um, you, you know, I, I've referenced before and I won't give the secret away, but uh, you do a, do a great interview with Mark Webb. There's a guy who nothing that he could have done could have prevented the situation he ended up in, but he is teaching other people how to deal with it positively. He turned uh, lemons into lemonade. Well, you were talking about standing up more erect when you were in charge, you know, to me it's responsibility. Right, so now now you're responsible for others, and that so you take on their burden as well, right? And so you know you have to be stronger. It gives you energy. Well, it gives you energy because you're right because you're gaining extra spirit. I mean, um, but I, I also know she talked about that, and I know this happens to you Email. quite a bit as well. Is she receives emails yeah. from others, and then yeah. she realizes you realize again the enormity of the responsibility that you have, that you've inspired others, right. and that you you've helped others, and and that energy then in turn. It helps you as well. Yeah. Or, or you, it gives you energy. Yeah, but mention yeah. too, you um, in the Spartan organization, you'll sometimes uh, forward bits of great emails that have inspired you. Tell me the philosophy behind that. Is that so that the team feels part of that? Yeah, you know, uh, this is a, a, a story. A friend of mine was uh, doing a construction project in Switzerland on the side of a mountain. It was extremely difficult to do. We couldn't get the men to get out there in the snow. They were going to miss the deadline. And it was then that he realized, let me get shirts on everybody, sweatshirts on everybody that, that uh, stated the goal, how big this was, the thing they were building, how important it was, much bigger than just building a building. And all of a sudden, everybody got inspired. And so when we get those amazing emails, my feeling is if you send it out to the org and they see this is much bigger than putting on a race, right? This is much bigger than a podcast, much bigger than the things we do. Um, maybe they'll feel the way you just said, right? You're a little more responsible. A little and, more. and what is that much bigger? It's changing lives. We're changing lives. It's funny. Uh, when we first uh, brought in investors, 
the investors sat us down for two days straight and said, we want to talk about the brand. And they asked us 50 questions and they had big whiteboards. And I, I said, we changed lives. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't, can't talk about that. that that's, that's, a, that's a result. That's not something where, and we went down all these other paths. At the end of the day on my card, I said, life changing yes, because that's yeah. what we do, right? Absolutely. That's why we call you the doctor. That's why he's the Colonel. <laughs> And that's why I just stand here. We won't get out of the seven. That's a different podcast. But. Yeah. No, but, but that's great. And so, um, uh, you know what? We don't always put a plug in at the end, but it's uh, coppafield.org. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, after you've checked that out, but not until after you've checked that out, check out spartanuppodcast.com. And check yourself. Yeah, and check yourself. Check yourself. Check even, yourself. If you're, even if you're on a bus. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much. For show notes, video, and audio from this episode, please visit SpartanUpPodcast.com backslash 047. Thank you for listening to another epic story of success. Get more at SpartanUpPodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at SpartanUpPod. SpartanUpPodcast is brought to you by Spartan Race. Sign up for daily workout emails at Spartan.com. <laughs>